You're listening to the Bold Face Truth Podcast with Amy Green-Smith, episode 466. You can find information on anything referenced in this week's episode at amygreensmith.com slash EP 466. There. Check you out listening to self-help pods and working on yourself. Fuck yeah. Quick question. You know those situations where your boss asks you to take on one more thing or your partner asks what's bothering you and you respond with a bold-faced lie? Oops. What would shift for you if you actually started telling the bold-faced truth? Everything. Listen, if you struggle with people-pleasing, perfectionism, and you could use some help with boundaries or speaking up, you are in the right place. Thank God. I am Amy Green-Smith. I'm a certified and credentialed life coach, hypnotherapist, and keynote speaker. Fancy. And I've been working in the personal development space since the mid-2000s. Vintage. Sometimes I'll be solo. Other times you'll hear from smart folks offering you easy to implement tools to help you tell the bold-faced truth. Yes! Hey, hey, pod people. Amy here, and it is time to dig into a new topic around confidence. So I'm going to do a small two-parter. This week, I'm going to sound off on seven ways to amplify your self-confidence. And then next week, we have an awesome guest expert who's going to be sharing sort of a a five-part process for navigating thought work when you have really disempowering thoughts. So you'll definitely want to stay tuned for that. But before we jump into all of these awesome confidence hacks, which I think you're going to dig, I have a very exciting announcement. If you caught the last couple of episodes that we aired, I was sharing with you that I have a new retreat that is coming, and I have not conducted a retreat in five years, y'all. So I'm a little bit beside myself. I want to tell you all about it. You can find all of the information that you need over at amygreensmith.com slash enough because the retreat is called I'm enough already. So it is about accessing that worthiness, truly believing in yourself, believing that you are worthy and deserving of the things that you want. And what gets in the way of that? Typically constant people-pleasing, perfectionism, talking shit to yourself nonstop, being your own worst enemy. Hello, how many of you out there are like, "Mm, yep, I kind of know what that's like. So what we're going to be covering off are topics around confidence around forgiveness for both yourself and others. If you are holding on with kind of a death grip to some blame, either for yourself or for other folks, and boundaries. These three areas I have seen create massive influence over how individuals feel about their own enoughness, feel about their own worthiness. So we're going to be doing a deep dive into the curriculum, but let me tell you about this venue and the whole deal with this retreat. First of all, it's going to be happening in May 2023. And it will be five days. It will be held in Puerto Vallarta at a gorgeous boutique resort. And here's the deal. This retreat is all-inclusive. So when you enroll, it includes this entire trip, essentially. So it is all-inclusive. That's food, your hotel stay. That's alcohol. That is 
room service. There's like a pillow menu. There's all sorts of fun oils and stuff that you can have in your room. It is bougie, y'all. It even includes your trips to and from the airport. So I will have a car service available for you to transfer you from the airports, both there and back. So essentially, aside from your tuition, the only thing you really have to account for is any spending money you might want and your flight. And that's pretty much it. We always suggest that you get travel insurance. That's something that I think is really important pretty much for any situation. But other than that, it's just basically get your ass to Mexico and everything else will be covered. Meals, accommodations, the entire program with me and other incredible women. So go to amygreensmith.com slash enough so you can read all about it. You can see the dates. You can see the curriculum, what we're going to be covering, and the beautiful, beautiful beautiful resort where we will be staying with ocean view rooms for all attendees. You get ocean view and you get ocean view. Ocean view rooms all the way around on the house. (laughs) So if you're interested in really moving the mark here around your own enoughness, believing that you are worthy and you want to do that in a gorgeous paradise, please go to that URL. We'll have it in the show notes or you can just type it in amygreensmith.com slash enough. Oh, and here is the kicker. Because I am opening registration right now and we don't go until May, it means that if you sign up now, you have the lengthiest payment plan, meaning you can spread it out over the most amount of months. So if finances are a concern for you, you want to jump in sooner than later because as we get closer and closer to the date, you will have fewer payments but they will be larger amounts. So if you want to, you know, make sure that you're getting the best, sweetest deal, go now. Plus, you will get all the extra bonuses, all the things that will eventually drop off after we're done with sort of this introductory promo period. And if you ever have any questions or you don't find what you're looking for under the Q&A, then please feel free to hit up the little bubble that I have on my website where you can leave me voice messages or text messages or whatever and let me know if there's any clarity that you might need. Otherwise, I will see you uh, in Mexico. Oh my God, so exciting. So let's talk about confidence and what are some small little steps that we can take. So here's the deal with confidence that I think gets missed a little bit in sort of the personal development arena. First of all, I think there's this idea that confidence is something that you either have or you don't have. And when we look at people who are seemingly outwardly confident, we think that they just have some sort of secret sauce. And It's really not true. Confidence is a skill set that is built over time. And it's built over time by contending with fear over and over and over again from a place of courage. And this is actually something we're going to be doing a deep dive on in the retreat. But I remember doing some research ages ago around imposter complex. And you've probably heard me talk about this on the show. We did a big series on it a while back. And I started looking at like, what is the difference between some of the individuals who, by all accounts in our society, we would deem them as, quote, successful. Folks who also 
have said that they struggled with imposter complex, like Michelle Obama, Tina Fey, Meryl Streep, Steve Carell, Maya Angelou, all of these incredible folks who have been really open about struggling with imposter complex. I'm like, what's the difference with those individuals who still end up achieving really remarkable levels of success? And what I think it distills down to, what creates that confidence is contending with fear over and over and over again, but doing it from a place of courage. And that is what builds confidence. Because a lot of times we think, okay, I'm going to wait until I have all this confidence and then I'll get back into the dating scene or then I'll start my own business or then I will be free to leave this marriage. And that's not the case. The case is you have to act courageously in the face of fear to garner that confidence because confidence is built through that self-trust. When you can see that you can follow through on certain things, you kind of go, oh, all right, I can trust myself. I'm kind of a bad bitch. All right. And that is how you start to cultivate confidence. Now, this will apply no matter what you do. So if you think back to, let's say, the job you're working at now or the most tenured job you've ever been at, when you first started that job, you probably had significantly less confidence about everything that you were doing or your competency or knowing the answers to certain things. Now flash forward to being really tenured in that job or that career. And it's like, oh no, I've built a lot of confidence in how I present at work. I went through this not too long ago, a couple of years ago, I guess, when I started learning hypnotherapy. So I had built up all of this confidence as a life coach and mentor in this kind of online virtual space. But once I started learning hypnosis, that was now all of a sudden an entire modality that I had not had the track record of dealing with obstacles, learning how to get through them, being scared about certain things, but still behaving bravely. I needed to have that span of time to engage with fear from a place of courage until I got to a place of confidence around hypnosis. So that is the same no matter what we're talking about. Because you have to remember, too, when we're talking about how the mind works, our fight-flight-freeze-fawn response, our stress response, our primitive fear defense mechanism will kick in any time there is something new happening in our life. And it goes, wait a minute. Are you sure that it's safe to speak up for yourself? Are you sure that it's safe to leave this job? Are you sure that it's safe to end that toxic relationship with that family member? Wait a minute. We don't know what that looks like. We don't know what that that feels like. Better send in the inner critic. So that's when the inner critic starts jabbering at you. So sometimes your inner critic will go batshit just because something is new, not necessarily because it's dangerous. Now, sometimes your inner critic is actually saying like, hey, this might not be safe. And it really isn't safe. You know, like, I don't know, walking down a dark alley at night, right? Like that's the time for you to be heightened and be aware. 
However, you going after starting a new business, let's say, you're not in clear and present danger, but your body doesn't really know that. It goes, we've never done this before. Are you sure this is safe? And that's what infringes on us continuing down this path to confidence. And we kind of abort mission and we go, oh, oh gosh, that's too much. And we, we shit talk ourselves out of it. And so that little voice is just trying to keep us safe, but it's doing a really, really bad job of it (laughs) because it registers anything new as threat, whether or not it is or not. So part of gaining confidence is engaging with that self-talk. So we're going to talk about that here in a second. So let's talk about seven different things that you can start doing to start changing this trajectory of accumulating and kind of banking confidence as you contend with fear from a place of courage. So number one is do something that makes you proud of yourself and start small. Remember that a lot of this is about gaining self-trust and seeing yourself following through on certain things and realizing, oh shit, I can count on myself. And that tends to bolster confidence like crazy because you kind of go, oh, I have evidence that I can follow through on something or I can speak up for myself. So it does not have to be something massive. Like I'm going to get my doctoral degree. <laughs> like, okay, great. Of course, that will that will definitely make you confident in yourself or give you sort of a, a pep in the step. But I want you to focus on really small baby steps. Something like just saying, oh, I don't share that opinion if someone says something offensive. Or maybe it is you're going to get up early just one day this week and take the dog for a walk. Or maybe three times this week, you're going to do some kind of movement because you know it feels better in your body when you're able to kind of move. Or maybe it's one day, right? Or maybe you are proud of yourself if you just start putting $25 every month away into a savings. And you can kind of see that, you can see that traction and you go, damn, I am proud of myself for that, right? Or maybe it's even as simple as telling somebody that you're gonna call them and then you actually do it, right? It's being able to see that you are trustworthy and that you are capable and we're kind of banking up all of this evidence that it's possible for you. Okay, so number one, do something that makes you proud of yourself. Number two, know that your emotions are simply messaging. Okay, a lot of times with how we feel about something is we draw a conclusion right then. So because I feel shitty and because I feel sad or or rejected or dismissed, that must mean I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. We take how we feel and we jump to a conclusion about who we are instead of saying, wow, being rejected really hurts or that comment somebody said really hurts. That sucks, but it doesn't mean that I suck. Or maybe I did something that's unbefitting of me and I wish I had not have done that and now I'm going to course correct and that behavior was shitty, but I'm not shitty. 
And this is something that that I talk about a lot in my work with my students and my clients, and we'll definitely be digging into this at the retreat as well, that so often we collapse how we feel when we have a negative emotion. We collapse it with our identity instead of recognizing that feeling discomfort and emotional pain is part of the human experience. And it's part of messaging to tell us what's going on with us. So if you think about it from like through the lens of physical pain, let's say that your ankle is acting up, it's giving you a message like, hey, bitch, pay attention. We need to go get this checked out. And then what happens if you ignore it? Most of the time, it gets worse and worse and worse. And the same thing happens with our emotional selves. When we feel some sort of emotional discomfort, sadness, grief, overwhelm, shame, guilt, you name it, it's all showing up to alert you to something. It could be, hey, this this is a situation where you need to speak up for yourself or, hey, maybe this is a relationship that needs some work or maybe we need to start separating ourselves from this group of people. Emotions are there to tell us something. Or it could be, hey, you need to take care of your mental health or there's something going on with fear and anxiety and depression, et cetera. But our emotions are there to help guide us, okay? So if you are in a place where you've concluded, like, I'm not worthy, I'm a piece of shit, I'm you know not enough, a lot of that has to do with our emotions guiding our conclusions, okay? So just knowing that your emotions are simply messaging can allow them to kind of run through you, just run through you, and it does not have to completely thwart my confidence. Before we continue, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and you know I'm a huge fan of therapy. I like to say, if you don't think that you need therapy, then you probably need therapy. Because listen, without a healthy mind, being really, truly happy and at peace can really be a challenge. But the good news is that therapy really does work. So whatever you need help with, it is time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better, okay? Because you deserve to be happy. Here's the deal. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't even have to be on camera if you don't want to. Hello, introverts. I see you out there. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. They have over 20,000 therapists in their network, which gives you way, way more options than your immediate geographical area. And it's also available for clients worldwide. Much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in less than 48 hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. In fact, a member of my family just started and totally loves it. It is always a good time to invest in yourself because you deserve it. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Bold Face Truth podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash bold truth. That's betterhelp.com slash bold truth or enter the code bold truth at checkout again to save 10% off your very first month. All right, let's get back to the show. Number three, get a handle on that self-talk. I've done tons of podcasts on this. We'll definitely link that in the show notes. 
But here's what happens. When we are engaging in something that's new and scary, that inner critic comes in and goes, are you sure? But they don't say, are you sure? It shit talks you about why you're so stupid, why you shouldn't be going after that. So it's kind of like a best friend who's trying to protect you, but they have really, really shitty and toxic communication skills. (laughs) And that's kind of what, what happens in our minds. And so we have to contend with that voice And clear it all up and let it know, like, hey, no, 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 I'm not actually in danger because I want to start dating again. I'm not actually feeling a sense of threat because I'm starting a new business. It just is new. That's all. Now, there are certain situations where, yeah, you are actually in danger. And if you are a part of, you know, a marginalized community, it could very well be that speaking up for yourself or, you know, vulnerability is not going to be well received and could actually be harmful. So you have to really decipher between is my fear showing up because I'm actually in danger or is it showing up because this is just new? Because it shows up both times. And if it shows up when something is just new and uncharted territory, that will take a massive hit on your confidence. Okay. So you've got to start altering how you speak to yourself. So as that messaging starts coming in, like, oh, it's not possible for you, or that's dumb, or ew, you're so gross. Who's going to want to date you? Like, ugh. all that barrage of commentary that's going, don't do anything new, which is essentially don't contend with fear from a place of courage. Don't go after anything. That's your opportunity to go, wait, 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 wait. Okay. I know what's happening here. My inner critic gets really fucking loud whenever I'm about to make change. In fact, every time I do a program, every time I have a a new student, a new client, I cannot tell you how many women I have worked with that start off saying, this is not going to work for me. And I'm like, congratulations, that is your inner critic. (laughs) Because it is scary as all fuck to think Okay, I'm going to go put myself out there. I'm going to be vulnerable in ways I've never done before. Again, registering to the brain as unsafe. And this is supposed to help me. Oh my gosh, the risk, I could get so incredibly hurt. And this is what I see with retreats too, where people go, I don't know anyone. What if I'm too evolved? What if I'm not evolved enough? What if I look dumb in a bathing suit? What if I'm too old, too young, too whatever? And we start finding all of these reasons why. We, it's not possible for us. Worthiness, enoughness, confidence, establishing boundaries is not available for me. I am somehow uniquely broken. That is what I commonly refer to it as. And I can't tell you how many women just like shake their head and go, yeah, that's how I see it. I see it as it's, it, it'll work for everybody else. I believe you on your testimonials. Like, I believe those women did that, but I think I'm uniquely broken. Here's what I need you to hear about that. You are not broken. You are absolutely not broken. But there is a problem with your belief system. If your belief system is telling you that you are not enough, that's what we need to change, not you. You're just fine. We just need to shift that messaging so you feel confident, so that you feel fine (laughs) and that you're actually happy. Okay, so I get going on that. So number three is get a handle on that self-talk. So a very simple workaround is like, wow, that was a shitty thing to say to myself. 
what would be a more empowering thing to say? You don't have to say something positive. You don't have to say something that's the exact opposite. So let's say you're like feeling really discouraged because of something that went down at work. You're feeling incompetent and you're hearing or feeling all of this energy telling you this, you know, barrage of commentary. In those moments, that's when you stop and you go, wow, okay, that doesn't feel good. What would be a more empowering thing to fuel my mind with or tell myself? One of my favorites is you are allowed to feel how you feel. You are allowed to feel how you feel. It's not overt, uh, overtly positive and flowery or the direct opposite or anything like that. It's just a powerful statement about you allowing yourself to be human. Another one I use all the time is no major conclusions, no major conclusions, because when we are feeling really down on ourselves, it's so easy to make that final conclusion of this must mean I'm never going to work again or I'm never going to get my business off the ground. I won't be accepted to this graduate program. I'm never going to have kids. I'm never going to this like whatever conclusion you're drawing. Don't do that. (laughs) So when you find yourself going down that spiral, stop and tell yourself no major conclusions not going down that route, not helpful, whatever phrasing that you attach to or that's resonant for you. Number four, start with your body. I'm sure you've heard me mention this many times. There was an awesome TED Talk done by Amy Cuddy. We're also linked to it in the show notes where she really talks about this soma psychic experience of channeling confidence from the outside in. Now, I firmly believe you can go either direction. You can start inside that comes outwardly in your body posture, or you can start with your body posture and basically make your job a little bit easier in the confidence department. So what she found was that if you moved your body in a certain manner, in coaching, we call it your geography of your body. So If you have a certain geography of the body that is either like a a V pose where it's like victory, uh, where you've got your arms kind of up in a V, that is a very empowering confidence pose, sort of the Wonder Woman pose where you've got your arms on your your like kind of, you know, Wonder Woman, I'm trying to describe it, but you know, you know what a fucking Wonder Woman looks like. So what Amy Cuddy found in her research was that by doing these various power poses, and again, you can watch her whole TED Talk and, and gain some more little pointers there, that it can it can radically impact how you feel, how confident you feel. So if you have a a, a meeting that you're going into, or a first date, or dealing with family members who tend to make you cower, you can set yourself up by prior to going into those situations, just doing a little bit of a power pose, speaking to yourself really powerfully and kindly. And it is so much easier to actually embody confidence when your body is already in that geography. So for example, if you were to kind of twist and and contort your body where you're kind of slumped over and you've got your arms crossed and you're kind of curling up on yourself in that position in that body geography it would be very difficult for you to express confidence and pretty much anything exciting or happy because your body is so retracted right and so there's so much correlation there so shoulders back and down 
chest out, having your arms on your waist, and just standing in a powerful pose can really help amplify that confidence. So if you've got something coming up in the next week or so, power pose it up and see how that influences how you show up or even how you speak to yourself. All right. So, so far we've got do something that makes you proud of yourself. Number two is know that emotions are simply just messaging. Number three, get a handle on that self-talk. Number four, start with your body. If a lot of this stuff around the mind feels really difficult, start with the body. Like take whatever entrance you can. (laughs) I will say that till I'm blue in the face. Like The entry point can be wherever. It can be emotions. It can be self-talk. It can be how you are shifting and altering your body. I don't care. It's just about doing something differently to gain a different result. Okay, number five, this is one of my favorites, is have an opinion. Have an opinion, and I would say do it in a way that is something that is not going to start a fight, is not going to be like a big polarized topic at work or with a family member. One of the easiest things to do is just to genuinely say where you want to eat when somebody says, where do you want to (laughs) eat? Have an opinion instead of even if you really are down for whatever anyone wants to choose, whether it's Italian or sushi, even if you really are down for whatever, pick something that you really want and have an opinion because the opposite of that is kind of getting dragged along with whatever anybody else wants to do. And that affects your confidence because subconsciously you go, okay, everyone else matters more than me or I would rather go along to get along, to not cause any issue, which then informs you not speaking up for yourself or not establishing a boundary. So just that simple having an opinion. It could be in a business meeting where maybe a timeline is thrown out and you think that's really, that's really rough. And normally you would just kind of keep quiet and just say whatever you think that the, the powers that be want to hear. Instead, you might say, hey, I'll be honest with you, I think that timeline is a little aggressive. I think we could have much better success if we expanded it out a month, two months, whatever. Just have an opinion. It doesn't mean that you're going to fight tooth and nail for that or that you're going to get in a big old conversation. They might say, sorry, we have to abide by this timeline, whatever. But start having an opinion about something. Because what happens on that subconscious level is you start saying, I matter. What I want deserves a voice. And I am allowed to express that. Okay, so have an opinion. You probably are familiar with folks like this when you ask them like, hey, what do you want to do? Well, you know, why don't you pick? Why don't you pick? Or I don't care, whatever you want to do. And it's like, no, I want you to be an active participant in this conversation, in this relationship. All right. So number six is be super intentional about who you hang out with. If you are trying to gain a lot of confidence and you're around somebody who is belittling you or speaking really unkindly to you, that's a big deal. That's going to be influencing how you feel about yourself. Now, sometimes the people that you surround yourself with are not necessarily mean to you. They're just pessimistic or have a really limited worldview that can also influence 
your perspective. So for example, if you're around somebody who is constantly complaining or they're saying that, well, that's just not possible, or every time you try to give them a suggestion or, hey, try this, there's always a reason why it's not going to work or it's not for them or woe is me or they're always the victim. That sort of a narrative, being around that all the time is infectious. We know that emotions actually can be contagious. It's actually called emotional contagion. So being around somebody who is really negative all the time, that's going to make your job significantly harder to stay in a place of optimism and speak kindly to yourself. So really watch the community that you surround yourself with. And this can be tricky, especially if there are people in your life who you genuinely enjoy, or maybe you have a really good time with them in certain in certain settings. But then in others, you know, maybe they are constantly talking shit about their bodies. In fact, I had this situation many, many years ago where I had to have a conversation with a friend where I said, I can't be the friend who you collude with and and pick apart our bodies with. Like, I can't do that with you. I am really committed to loving my body and having a positive body image. And I'm not going to sit here and like squeeze my legs and look at <laughs> look at my belly and uh, uh, I'm not going to do that. So I'm happy to discuss anything else, but I can't be that person with you. And And so we had to have sort of an agreement around that. You may have to do the same thing. Something that I see a lot are individuals who get really involved in personal development and they start realizing that they can start changing their thoughts or speaking kindly to themselves. And then they start really noticing how awful other people are to themselves who you hang out with all the time. And it just kind of felt like that's how it was. And establishing those boundaries almost feel like you are stepping away from that person or not loving that person, but it's not the case. It's saying, I want to grow and develop as a person, and I would love for you to do the same, but if you're not capable, here's the distance at which I can love you. And that has to be okay. Sometimes there are relationships that we outgrow simply because we want to choose to love ourselves. And that's okay. It doesn't have to mean that it's malicious or that you're talking shit on anybody. It just might mean I need to caretake for myself in a slightly different way. I think about this a lot with the correlation with what we eat and with like gluten, let's say. So if, for example, gluten or dairy or whatever doesn't really work well with your system and every time you eat it, you don't feel well or you can tell your joints feel differently or whatever. You don't sit back and like talk mad shit about gluten. You just go, okay, let me just eliminate that from my life. And that way I'll feel better. That's exactly what it's like with toxic individuals. So you don't have to stand outside of that and talk shit about how awful of a human they are. We don't need to judge them. We just have to recognize like, wow, okay, being around this person so much is not good for my system. So let me make those decisions that are powerful for me. Okay, so we have have an opinion and then also be super intentional about who you hang out with. And then number seven, do something that scares you. This is kind of coming full circle. This is about something that gives you a bit of a sense of fear, but you can operate from a place of courage. 
again, this has to be small. This cannot be something monolithic that uh, you know is so big that you don't take any action on. It could be something as simple as just asking somebody to lunch. Maybe it's somebody in the office who you'd really like to get to know more as a friend or a romantic interest. Who knows? But asking them to lunch and like, okay, gosh, like that's really outside of my box. Maybe it's doing something artistic. Maybe you've always thought that you're not creative or you can't do that. And it's going to take a little, a little courage to go to Michael's and buy yourself some crafts that you want to do. Maybe it's going to an event that you really want to go to, but you're always getting a little nervous about being around other folks or what am I going to say? That can be just a very simple baby step. Maybe it's something adventurous. Maybe it's speaking up. Maybe it's raising your hand during a meeting at work and and really having an opinion, like I was mentioning before, really voicing a concern. Maybe it's speaking up with a family member who you've never talked to. Maybe it's declining an invite. But something that is out of your norm that you don't usually do and doing it in a way in which you are proud of yourself. Now, here's the other thing. Just because someone doesn't like it or doesn't like a new empowered version of you doesn't mean you made the wrong decision, okay? So for example, let's say you speak up to a family member or you say, hey, that doesn't really sit well with me or I don't share that opinion and they lose it and they get really worked up and start hurling insults. That doesn't necessarily mean you were wrong, okay? That means that they aren't okay with a more empowered version of you. They have boundary issues, and that's theirs to be responsible for. So one of the things that I think we don't realize sometimes with personal development is it's not all shit and glitter all the time. Sometimes, especially if you tend towards the people-pleasing People in your life, when you start learning how to establish those boundaries and speaking up for yourself, they're not that happy with that. They much prefer the pleaser version of you, the one who acquiesces and just is always shape-shifting. When they are like, oh, shit, you have a voice or you're not going to take that anymore, a lot of times they don't like it. All right. So there can be adverse side effects to that. But here's why I insist on these steps. Because when you take these steps towards more confidence and boundaries and loving yourself, you are sending a subconscious message to your own mind that what you want, need, and what your opinions are, are just as important as anyone else's. And as it relates to your own happiness, probably the most important. And most of the time, it's not a, I have to choose them or me. Most of the time, it's not an ultimatum. But I learned long ago that if push came to shove and I had to decide between making somebody else happy and making me happy, I was going to choose me. Because choosing everyone else sure as fuck did not work. Did not work. So there you have it. Seven ways to amp up your self-confidence, do something that makes you proud of yourself, know that emotions are simply messaging, get a handle on that self-talk, start with your body, work with some body language, flex that opinion, have an opinion about something, and be kind about it. Obviously, you don't have to be a dick about it. Be super intentional about who you hang out with and their influence 
And then number seven, do something that scares you, something small, okay? You don't have to go jump out of a plane or anything like that. But, and you also don't have to confront like someone from your childhood or anything like that, but just a baby step. Again, garnering that self-trust, creating that evidence that you can create boundaries. You can speak up for yourself. You can do things that scare you. All right. So there you have it. Next week, I'll be coming at you with Jane Atkinson. We're going to be talking about confidence and thought work and all sorts of cool things, even what to do when you are dealing with failure. Like, that'll really bruise that confidence. And again, please go check out amygreensmith.com slash enough so you can get all the deets on this incredible retreat and submit your application and we will take it from there. All right, friends, please remember you are enough. Your voice matters. So go out there and speak the bold faced truth. Peace. Okay, wait, 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 just one more thing. So these podcasts, it turns out, don't actually rate and review themselves. So I would be over the moon if you would leave a review, rate the show, subscribe, and tell anyone you know who needs to start speaking the fuck up for themselves. And if you do, I will give you a mini pig. Just kidding, but I will be so very incredibly grateful. Okay, thank you, bye.